Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. So we were talking to Professor Zev Magan about the uh, the about Yemen uh, getting involved in the Hamas war, and uh, it landed up talking a little bit about what we're seeing around the world in, t- in terms of anti-Semitism. We wanted to actually discuss this and continue this conversation with Jonathan Feldstein. He's founder of Genesis One. Two, three, foundation, the rise of anti-Semitism. Certainly my experience is that I have never in my life seen anything like it. The hate that I'm receiving on social media and other platforms is remarkable. And in fact, I was talking to my editor at News24 yesterday. Over the weekend, I wrote an article that uh, was titled A Jew and a Muslim Walk into a Wholesale Clothing Store. And it really was an experience of mine uh, where I met this this guy. We were both, none of us wanted to buy retail. And uh, we were at this clothing store and we recognized each other from university and uh, became friends. I spoke about the fact that in South Africa, certainly Jews and Muslims have always been friends. We've always connected on a personal level. But even when we were at Varsity back in that day on El Quds, Day, that's what it was called then, we would find ourselves on opposite ends of the uh, the barricade screaming uh, at each other, but then things would go back to normal. We've now seem to have entered a realm that almost every day is Al-Qud Day, and we can't seem to find our natural footing. Anti-Semitism around the world is horrendous. Jonathan Feldstein, very good morning to you. Thanks for joining us once again. How are you? Always a good way to begin my day with you, Howard. All right. Um, I am very flattered. Thank you. So this, this idea of, so it was actually interesting, that article that I wrote, um, the, my editor at the, at the uh, publication said I had close to 40,000 reads of that article, which wow. is a very nice number. And it's not a Jewish audience at all. Uh, the problem was a lot of those comments were really, really quite horrendous. But uh, the hope is that actually more people read it and didn't comment negatively than those people who did. You know, perhaps anti-Semites are just more vocal. But at the same time, it's very hard to ignore. What are you seeing? Uh, I'm, I'm seeing that it's, um, I think, more, almost to a degree, more fearful for Jews living um, throughout the world than it is living here. And I feel tremendous pain for that. Of course, my son and my son-in-law are serving in combat units, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't. It's, it's not a surprise to any of us. It shouldn't be a surprise. Anti-Semitism exists. It's not curable, and, and anti-Semites will use any excuse from the sun coming up to an attack on, uh, an attack on Israel um, by terrorists and Israel's response to uh, to express their venom, and I'm and I'm tremendously grieved by it all. But not surprised. Is that what you're saying? I'm not. I'm not surprised for a minute. What we're seeing is particularly egregious now. The 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 one instance um, that that's I, I can't speak about other uh, university campuses, but but there are stories that are taking place in the U.S. of Jews not being able to walk safely, being accosted, being assaulted, and the incident, and thank God the person was arrested, who actually, somebody at Cornell University, who actually made it a, a threat to slit the, lo- the throats of Jews and rape Jewish women. I mean, first of all, how, how offensive and anti-Semitic, but also how absurd that there's a war taking place here 
And he thinks that somehow by slitting throats of Jews and raping Jewish women in upstate New York, he's going to affect any change on that. It's It really goes to a perverse sickness and it needs to be resisted and it needs to be fought at every level. Is any of this actually about the Palestinian people or is it or is it largely simply a new legitimate in inverted commas way to showcase Jew hatred? Um I I I'll give I'll even give the anti Semites we say in, in Hebrew Kabschut the the benefit of the doubt that maybe some of them genuinely care about the well being of the Palestinian Arabs. However, I think most of them are ignorant and don't know a thing about it and don't know that Palestinian Arabs suffer more at the hands of other Palestinian Arabs, of Hamas and what have you. In fact, my latest article, which is not yet published, addresses that the the obscene analogy between what's called Islamophobia and anti-Semitism. It's been a hijacking of the term uh, anti-Semitism, where now we have to talk about, oh, and we also are against Islamophobia. But I don't, I don't really believe that genuinely people are caring about the well-being of the Palestinians. And I don't remember who, some commentator I, I heard recently talking about how this is coming from a very left-wing position now. People who don't realize that the liberal values that they hold are direct contradiction to all of, all of the, I, I'm saying in quotes, values of the of the of the terrorists and were they to transplant themselves to Gaza and frankly I wish they would they would see the reality and they would probably be persecuted if not lynched for their own uh for their own left-wing uh liberal views so no I, I it's it's a long answer to question I don't believe that they really know about the needs or or or, or quote unquote suffering of the Palestinian Arabs they're just looking as an excuse to blame the Jews so how much of it is ignorance and how much of it is cognitive dissonance? Well, first I of mean, all, obviously there's no answer. There's no perfect answer. I'm just interested in your thoughts in general. It's all based in hate. People don't learn to hate Jews because of a war. People are people acquire that over years. It's, it's something that's inbred. It's something that becomes that's part of their society. By the way, it exists here, and we need to acknowledge that. I, I, I deeply um, care for the well-being of, of Jewish brothers and sisters all over the world, and, and everything that you're going through, my, my relatives, my friends in America and other parts of the world. But the bottom line of everything that we're suffering, it's not a national conflict. It's anti-Semitism. It's mm-hmm. hatred of Jews. So we're, we're in this together. We're just... We're now no longer the only people on the front lines of it, because if given the, the, the means, we have seen and will continue to see Jews attacked and killed in other parts of the world because of hatred. Cognitive dissidence, yes. Ignorance, yes. But but th- th- what's happening here now is just an excuse to feed the anti-Semitic hatred that they have. So what is the best way, in terms of anti-Semitism around the world, 
to deal with this because when I post a you know the interview where 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 Hamas says very clearly, yes, we did that, and we will do it again, and we'll do it again, and we will not stop until Israel is annihilated, and and you know and and I say well, you, you can't. I mean, it, it, it's impossible to deny what Hamas. Intention is. They're saying it. They've proven it. But yet, many, many responses are well, you know, uh, they've been oppressed for 75 years. Obviously, this is going to happen. Well, if you know, stopped, if you stop butchering uh, Palestinians, then then this wouldn't have to happen. And you look at this and you think, well, if, if you don't hear this and if you don't believe the footage because you tell me that it's AI adjusted on the 7th of uh-huh. October, I, I've been told that multiple times, multiple times, that bring me proof. And I say, no, I'm not showing you dead babies. And they say, yes, because you can't. There's no proof. And even if you do, it's, oh, it's AI adjusted. And so it's not uh-huh. real. So, so where do you go with that? Is there so I I'd not, not heard the AI thing. Oh, my, wow. You should spend I, yeah, a day on I, my social media. Yeah, I, well, I'm I'm Don't. I'm living 40 I'm living 40 miles from Gaza hearing planes overhead all yeah, day and Yeah, yeah, you're dealing with your own stuff. Right. Um, I hear so you. no, but but I'm going to say something that that will that will upset Jews. Um I I, I don't there are ways to counteract uh, anti-Semitism, and I was discussing one with somebody recently. But I don't think it's a battle that that is winnable. And and again, my orientation—I'm an Israeli Jew. I'm an American-born Jew. I, my my orientation is still very American. Um, in, in America, there are an absurd number of organizations who whose raison d'être is to combat anti-Semitism. And over the years, they probably raised and, and, and spent billions of dollars. And if it were a business, if you and I, Howard and Jonathan, were in the anti-Semitic, uh, in the business of fighting anti-Semitism, Inc., and all of these were subsidiaries of our business, we would have failed. We would have been out of business because the, the combating of anti-Semitism has been a failure and... And there is, and there, there is an increase of anti-Semitism. So as a business, it is not working. And if it were up to me, to be honest, I would defund most of these organizations. I would take their hundreds of millions of dollars and I'd say, we're going to invest in building Jewish communities and thriving and stop with the nonsense of combating anti-Semitism because it's not working. Having said that, what I would do and if I could figure out a way that I was a member of the class of those who were who were harmed, and maybe as an American Jew or just a Jew in the in the 21st century, I am, I would issue I would initiate a class action lawsuit against the president, the all of the staff, and all of the board of Harvard University and every university that allows anybody to make being a Jew on campus unsafe. Mm, mm. And I would, and I would sue them with, and, and attack them with every federal law possible in the United States uh, and do that possible around the world. And I don't say that to combat anti-Semitism. I say that to make them fearful of allowing that to exist where they exist. Well, the point is, isn't it that if you don't, uh, if you don't listen to reason, 
then then will will Jews certainly still need to protect themselves and uh, need that needs to be done one way or another. It uh, might not be the first way to go about it, but that's how it uh, needs to be. Carol Z says this man is talking sense, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a very difficult one conversation, of course, that we will need to continue having. That's where we leave it with Jonathan Feldstein, his founder of Genesis One Two Three Foundation.